1: well that's a lot of (laughs) questions and there's a lot a lot of a lot of complex answers in that but first off i just want to say Okay. So let's, let's go back to the beginning here. Modern times. There's a gentleman named Ray Kurzweil and Ray Kurzweil is uh, what they would call a futurist or a prophet. But Ray Kurzweil is not actually a futurist. He is an engineer and an inventor who just over the years, over the last several decades, talks about what he and the industry are developing and says, within 10 years, artificial intelligence will be here. And then within the industry, they call him a prophet or a futurist Mm -hmm. because he predicts these things. He's not predicting anything. He's just telling you what he's working on. So if I Mm -hmm. say, I am Dustin Gold, and I am a futurist, in uh, three seconds, I'm going to lift a pen. (laughs) Oh my God, he's a prophet. How did he predict that? Well, Ray Kurzweil eventually became the chief... Um engineer at Google. He had also worked with Microsoft on and off over the years. And Kurzweil actually believes uh, he was sort of the inventor of this concept singularity, which is the merger of man and machine. Peter Thiel, back in 2006, invested in what was called the Singularity Institute and used to speak at what was called the Singularity Summit. He uh, put a lot of money into those programs. And so Kurzweil, actually believes, and he started talking about this stuff publicly 10, 15 years ago, even Glenn Beck interviewed him on his Fox News show, and Kurzweil believed that we were going to have such advancements in uh, sort of biotechnology and in medicine and healthcare that if he could last another 10 years, which is up to about the this point up to about 2025, mm-hmm. that they would have enough cures for the human body that he would then be able to live another 10 years. And then that 10 year mark would get him to around 2030, 2035, mm-hmm. where we would actually load, he talks about this publicly, like this is not yeah. me making it up, uh, that they would be able to load nanobots into his body. Uh, where did we hear of that before? Yeah. So the nanobots into his body that would repair all of his cells. And then that would get him to the next 10 year hump where he would be able to upload his consciousness, like his very being, his thoughts, his memories, his knowledge, everything up into the cloud. And then he could take that in the cloud and beam down his consciousness into a new biological body, which would mean, say, like a baby that they grew in a lab where they wipe has no mind and they upload his brain into it or he actually believes in uploading it to a non-biological uh, nanobot essentially an Iron Man suit so right. like downloading their consciousness into a robot basically and so Kurzweil uh, he oh this I mean this guy has been praised by pretty much everyone that you've ever heard of I mean he he is a big deal in this industry and so when you look at Kurzweil, who's been talking about this and helping engineer this type of technology, then you look at Elon Musk. I know a lot of people love him, but guess what, folks? Elon Musk, if you want to watch, I did a breakdown of his 2018 interview with Joe Rogan and his mm-hmm. 2020 interview with Joe Rogan, where he talks heavily about the Neuralink brain chip, which is his company uh, focused on basically... It's a Fitbit-sized device that they – and this is how he describes it. They're going to drill a hole in the back of your skull, cut open the membrane that covers your brain, open it up, and then there's 1,000 wires hanging off of this Fitbit Bluetooth-enabled device that go down into your brain. On each wire, there's 1,024 electrodes, and that will go down inside your head. And as Musk even says – the the initially you know mm-hmm. they're using people with paralysis as the guinea pigs to test yeah. it but the goal eventually is to be able to upload your consciousness to the cloud through this device. Mm -hmm. And also, as Kurzweil explains, and Elon Musk and others explain, there will be a third layer to your brain, this silicone-based, stored-in-the-cloud neocortex, Mm -hmm. which will have all of this internet power, all of this knowledge. So, when you actually look at what they're saying and you break apart really what they're going to give us and what they're going to give themselves, Mm -hmm. they actually believe that they're going to create this AI hive mind. and as I used to joke about it years ago. Then when yeah. I did the research, I'm like, oh, my God, this is what they're doing. And so Elon Musk describes each and every one of us as just nodes in the system. And every time we interact with technology, whether that be wittingly or unwittingly, so whether you're on your phone browsing the Internet, whether you're uploading content to Facebook, Twitter, or whatever, mm-hmm. whether you are just walking down the street and being tracked by traffic cameras or the oh. Amazon Ring cameras on everyone's house, whether you're being tracked in your home uh, through your Google Nest or your Alexa, Mm -hmm. through, you know, uh, all these Siri on uh, different Apple products. Every interaction that you are making with technology, you are helping them build the AI hive mind, as Musk even explains it. And so Mm -hmm. Kurzweil believes that they are actually going to have access To this AI hive mind, which will turn them into essentially super gods with all the knowledge, memories, thoughts, experiences of everyone in the entire world. And so if you look at Yuval Noah Harari, who is the Uh, king philosopher, the right hand man to Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum
0: call him a prophet.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, he's known as the prophet. He, he is on the level as, uh, as Kurzweil, except Kurzweil is actually an engineer who developed some of this where Yuval is more of a philosopher. But Yuval Noah Harari has straight up said, you know, you have no soul. You have no spirit. You have no free will. Those days are over. You are a useless human. You are a hackable animal. And you better get used to the fact of that. And he straight up told us that data is the new gold property used to be sort of the gold standard of assets now it is data and as he said those who control the data will be the gods of the new era and so these are what i call the transhumanists now i will just say um that Jared Kushner, uh, yeah. Donald Trump's son-in-law, probably the man I hated the most in the Trump administration before I knew this. But three weeks ago, he went on a podcast with Richard Grinnell, Trump's uh, former you know, head of national security, yeah. and he straight up admitted he was a transhumanist. He said, I will be the last generation to die or the first generation to live forever. That is a tenet of transhumanism. So yeah. Jared Kushner admitted it. Now a lot of stuff he did in office uh, makes sense to me. But Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with these guys, uh, and then you look at the money behind them all, like Peter Thiel pumps money into Elon Musk, even though sometimes on the surface, they pretend to be enemies. Peter Thiel has money behind this guy, Lars Butler, who's doing the mind twinning software. And I will show a video shortly, Mm -hmm. uh, Lars Butler was working with Sir Richard Branson and Deepak Chopra, who Deepak Chopra ended up doing a deep dive because he is a big-time transhumanist behind this whole thing. What they've been doing in the uh, interim before the brain chip comes about Mm -hmm. is they've been sitting down with Lars Butler and his team of technocratic engineers, and they are manually uploading their knowledge and their memories into the system. It's a process they call MindQuest. This is part of what they wanted to hire my voice actor to help them train years ago. Now, I did a whole show, uh, you know, took a lot of risk doing it, insider information. And I actually went through all of my emails back and forth with a gentleman named Rob Mallory inside the artificial uh, yeah. Intelligence Foundation, we broke all that down and I showed the very beginnings of when they were trying to recruit us to work with them, which we did not end up mm-hmm. doing. But that's what they're doing in the, the meantime. They're developing this MindQuest software. Everything goes through stages, right? So mm-hmm. in the beginning phases, they're kind of working through the process, but that all becomes the test pilot, the beta mm-hmm. test for what the systems, the computers are going to end up doing once it's lodged inside of your head. Now, my personal okay. belief is Uh, Elon Musk nor these guys have any intention of giving us access to the uh, superpower AI hive mind Uh, they are going to hook us up to a slave system which we'll get into later very much like the movie The Matrix which will be in the form of the metaverse which they're actively building now and And they will have these things in their head or their brains inside of robots and believe that they are going to be these super gods with all the knowledge. Now, it's my personal opinion that the one part that they keep getting frustrated about is they may have cracked the code to hacking humans, to -hmm. hacking our minds, to hacking our genetics, but they can't figure out how to duplicate a soul. And that's probably because they don't have them. So. So one of the things where I think their system will fail. Is that they'll never be able to upload Deepak Chopra's brain into a cloud and beam it down into a robot and it will be Deepak Chopra because it will lack a soul. It will basically just be a computer copy, you know, Mm -hmm. a copy of a software, a hack copy. And that's why I tell my audience all the time these people are not gods. They're only playing God. They want to be God because they constantly talk about hacking us. And all they are at the end of the day is hackers, hijackers, and pirates. That's actually all they are. If -hmm. they were gods, they would be able to snap their fingers and create a whole new race. They'd be able to snap their fingers and create a whole new galaxy. They'd be able to snap their fingers and be on Mars. They're not gods. They can't do that. Why, when they're building robots and building artificial intelligence, are they always trying to copy how the brain works or create a robot that works and walks like a human? Because the design, wherever we came from, from God, from the creator, whatever it is people believe, uh, if you believe that there's a higher power than you, you, then that that was all perfection. So all they're trying to do is duplicate that. And then they're trying to hack us, genetically modify us, which, you know, we'll get into that on another show, but genetically modify humans out of existence, basically, because we are competitors to them. That's the actual truth. That's why they want us out of the way, because humanity is God's design. They want to create something new, but they can't actually create anything new. They're just copying things. And I will just say to people before we get deep, uh, deeper so this isn't so dark. Yeah. This, is, this is the silver lining in all of this. At the end of the day, all of their genetic modification stuff, all of their control of our bodies through nanobots, all of their prison planet technology that will probably be run on Elon Musk Starlink, uh, which mm-hmm. is being built out of SpaceX, all of this at the end of the day is technology. It runs on energy and it runs on their satellite internet systems. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, they're a giant paper tiger because if somebody is able to ever pull the plug on the internet on their internet their whole entire system dies and collapses
0: exactly and and i i find it very interesting how they totally believe that they can duplicate god's code because people don't understand dna is god's code that's what that's what it is humanity and the soul i mean you cannot you cannot duplicate that and also um you mentioned uh i just lost my train of thought sorry (laughs) also you mentioned the fact that um uh you can't okay so they they cannot duplicate a soul they cannot create evil cannot create that was the that was the point that i want to make this is all evil it's all a uh i think draconian plan uh to to further enslaved humanity, we've been enslaved for how many 1000s of years, Dustin, uh, you know, we were brought up in this system, okay, and we don't know anything else. And I think when people start, start really like listening to shows like what you're doing, and, you know, shows that teach how they've been harnessing and 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 keeping us enslaved i think it's it's the awakening that is it is happening i think more and more people are getting wise to what they're trying to do the key is is to not have fear because that's what they use our emotions they use you know in order to use our their technology uh i don't know there was a point there but anyway I
1: can't remember what it's going to Well, well I'll, well, I'll just say to, say to that. For, first off, you said they cannot duplicate uh, yeah, God's cannot. code. Well, no, they can't. I mean, that's why they're trying to hack it. Everything yeah. is about hacking um, hacking natural life. They mm-hmm. want to completely control the natural world that we live in through genetic uh, modification of both mm-hmm. humans and plants and animals. They are building a prison planet with all the camera systems, right. all the monitors, all the smart devices. We broke this down over a few shows. Shows, and I taught the audience about the internet of things, the right. internet of bodies, the internet of senses which becomes the internet of en- everything and then the eventual metaverse. So what I believe they're actually trying to do is they're going to control the natural world the planet utilizing this prison planet technology, okay, and by basically uploading software into every living thing down to the last blade of grass, down to the last annoying little right. gnat, And then the other side of it is they're building out The metaverse, which is an entire duplicate, again, a copy of the world inside of this 3D immersive video game, essentially. Think of like a Second Life type video game. That's what they're actually building at World Economic Forum. We just reviewed a panel discussion they had there with four top technocrats. And they're already talking about the governments and the private sector, even though it's one thing, uh, working together to build an international one world government um, governance for the metaverse. So what I think they're actually attempting to do, and it looks like this by the research I've done. Uh, I'm talking when I talk about research, I'm not talking about listening to other people's podcasts or yeah. you know, reading Infowars. I'm talking about actually watching their speeches, reading their white papers, looking at the investors, looking at the government money behind it, uh, reading articles coming out of their trades and uh, watching these panel discussions and seeing what these tech companies are actually building in cooperation with the government. So what I believe the end goal is, at least the end goal in this phase, Mm -hmm. is they want to have this metaverse, which is like the movie The Matrix, and they're basically going to put us inside it. Initial form may be that you're sitting in your 400 square foot pod apartment, smart city, you know, prison cell in your chair with a virtual reality headset or augmented reality. And the difference between the two is virtual reality. You're in a 3D walk around world augmented reality or like glasses you wear where you're walking down the street and you could say what street is that and then uh what they call an intelligent data design will pop up and you'll see like oh that's the street so you're looking at an overlay of google maps while you're walking down the street and so you're going to live in this pod attached to the metaverse all day eventually you'll be connected to it through the brain chip and the idea behind this is totally about I I want people to put out of their mind um, that it has anything to do with money and profits, because the guys at the top are the same people who control the markets. They control Wall Street. They control the spreadsheets. So if they want to make someone like Elon Musk appear to be the richest guy in the world, they just have his stock go up tomorrow and he gets to play the richest man in the world for 24 hours until someone else beats him out. But. They use the money, which I just call food coupons, whether that be in the form of central bank digital currency eventually, or whether that be the paper dollars we have today. It's just coupons they print and they hand it out to you. But that's how they get the 99% of us on board through our jobs to enforce the laws, whether you're a policeman or to code these programs if you're a software developer. And so that's how they get all the people on board. But to those guys, this isn't about money. This is power control and wanting to be God, wanting to control everything. So I believe the goal is they are going to make the real world, the natural world, totally controlled and totally the areas they're going to force us into Are going to be unbearable and disgusting They want it to be like the movie Matrix Where the world was scorched And so mm-hmm. if the world is terrible There's food shortages You can't right. uh, go out in public Because there's murder and crime everywhere Then you're going to be driven To the promised land The promised land is the metaverse So in there right. you can have your mansion And in there you can have your yeah, Lamborghini You can,
0: you can go you walk can, around And you know go shopping yeah. Oh yeah. No. Let's go into yeah. this mall and that mall. Oh, oh, you want to go to Paris? Okay, well, let's just. Play. I mean, like, the funny right. thing is that they they showed us this, and they show it in movies and in TV shows all the time. Um, remember uh, the Total Recall where that's what they do you go in and you sit down and you have your little goggles and you go on vacation for a week and they ask you what you want to do oh i want to be a spire i want to do that but they want us in our homes that's the whole key and they don't want us to have they don't want us to have any kind of interaction okay human interaction is not allowed i mean that was part of this whole covid uh thing that we went through and that's their goal they just want us to be non human, you know, just just stay in your place, stay in your own little your own little 200 square foot apartment, don't do anything. And we can monitor everything. They want to monitor your body, you know, all of it, your brain, you, you have no, there's no, uh, I would say there would be no um, freedom, there's no free living anymore, you know, and I mean, like, we're, we're not free anyway. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, right now, we have the illusion of it we're able to go out and do whatever we want at this at this juncture, supposedly, but, you know, they want us to just be in our homes and, uh, and and do nothing. It's, it, it's, it's really sad. And this is the other thing I don't understand is how, come, how do they? How can people come, not follow these things? You know, how do people not fall for this crap? I mean,
1: That I don't know. But I I will say, if you want to take it a step further and get a little more dystopian, I think part of what they're, so so again, they're going to basically destroy the natural world to drive us into this promised land they call the metaverse. Now, Peter Thiel actually said on tape, I have it, it's an older interview, he Mm -hmm. said transhumanism, which again is the merger of man and machine. So Ray Kurzweil and these guys, these transhumanists, they're on the quest for immortality. All right. They have a thirst for eternal life for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so Peter Thiel actually said in this interview, I don't know what the big hubbub is between Christianity and transhumanism. It's actually very similar. And there's only minor metaphysical differences he's like at the end of the day they both offer eternal life and you never get sick and such so Peter Thiel sitting there with the God complex saying that this concept of you transcending to heaven and having eternal life with God is the same concept as him sitting there and telling you I will give you eternal life if you merge with the machine I mean it's really sick stuff but if you want to go a step further what I believe is going to happen you have to ask yourself Put COVID and the jabs and boosters aside, but you have to say, if there's 7.6 billion people on Earth and going all the way back to the 70s with Henry Kissinger and even before, these guys writing these depopulation plans, you have to say, why would they allow us to stay here? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, I believe we are natural filters, okay, in the environment. Mm -hmm. We inhale oxygen, we exhale carbon dioxide. So we're natural filters for them. Mm -hmm. Number two, They are actually developing a technology very similar to uh, in the matrix in which they're going to use human uh, bodies as energy. And right. so there's a company already out of one of the major universities that have developed a band that you wear. It's like a living skin that mm-hmm. sucks the energy out of the heat of your skin and then transfer the energy back to your skin and powers all your wearable devices like the iWatch and the iPad. So I around the iWatch or Fitbit and such. So I've been starting to do research. Some of this I talked about on the show, other stuff. It's not ready for prime time yet. The third thing is that they already have human DNA storage drives for the big data. So all the data that they're collecting every day Mm -hmm. would take up servers the size of Hawaii. So now they actually have this technology they're starting to talk about, which I think they've already been using. That's generally how this works is they have human DNA on these uh, glass slides that can store like, a million times more than any kind of hard drive you've ever seen so in a way i believe we're going to be partially used for dna uh storage because there's so much big data that's going to need to power this artificial synthetic world that they're building whether it's the prison planet out here in the natural world or whether it's the total cyber world inside of the metaverse so that they're working on and then If you look at uh, Microsoft's patent, you know, the 060606 you saw memes about, I actually did a show on it. I mean, it is real, it's there. And so the concept behind that is... Based on the movements your body's making or the thoughts and the activity of your brain, they're able to read that through devices like, say, some of these VR headsets that have cameras inside that look at your eyes and everything. And so then it will disseminate crypto tokens to you for the activities you're doing. So what I think the end goal is humans are basically going to be like these solar panels or these big uh, windmills that we see out there. We're basically going to be living in a metaverse and creating energy with our brains that will then be sucked back out. That energy will be used to power this whole AI hive mind metaverse, and then our bodies may be used to partially store big data for them. And then the last reason is because, as Kurzweil has said, and Musk and others, they're basically going to suck all of the knowledge and stuff out of each of our heads that's going to go to power this giant AI hive mind that they're going to beam back down into their brains. I mean, they actually believe this. It sounds crazy.
0: It 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 does
1: sound crazy, but you remember back batman with yeah. uh jim carrey when he was the riddler yes yes and he's like if know knowledge that. is power then a god right. am i and he's like sucking all the knowledge yes. out of everyone's heads right that's the predictive that's- programming i mean that's what they're doing
0: well there's no i just don't see that happening honestly because well no have-
1: they're trying i mean they are trying,
0: trying to, yeah but there's definitely a god factor in all this i just don't think uh, these people i just keep waiting i, I really believe this is what i think i think there's got to be there is god i think god is not going to allow his his creation to be destroyed like this these people they belong in their own little metaverse they can stay there with their little you know their their uh hybrid whatever it is and i i really don't think it's going to happen i i, I if it, it, it because it like you said it's going to take so much energy i mean think about this let's let's just talk about what they're trying to implement in the public right now real quick they're you know this whole green new deal remember when aoc said it and they were like you you're out no. of your mind and you know what are you talking about <laughs> green new deal yeah. well hello that's what they've been implementing for the last five years or, you know, whatever This last five, six years. Uh, they've been doing it little by little. Right. Um, now, these electric vehicles, the EV vehicles that you're plugging in and doing all this, there's not enough electricity. It wasn't people can't even use their air conditioner. They have to have rolling blackouts. I mean, I just even if let's just say for argument's sake, that Starlink and Elon Musk and uh, their whole infrastructure that they're doing, they can they can uh, uh, you know ha- have enough energy to do that. I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. It's it's. I really be- believe that what they're trying to do is years and years. There's j- I just don't I, I I don't see it happening. I mean.
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I actually believe they're much more smarter than people want to give them credit for. I believe the whole Green New Deal and all of the EV cars and everything is intentional because all they're doing now. So if you look at the Great Reset that comes out of the World Economic Forum and um, is like Klaus Schwab, uh, the head of the World Economic Forum, the founder of it. Um. So, COVID land the high school theater production, as I call it, was the great reset. And so, the point of the great reset was to move us from the third industrial era, which was like the IT, the internet technology era, into the fourth industrial revolution, as Klaus Schwab's uh, 2016 book "The Fourth Industrial Revolution," as he says, uh, to move us into the fourth industrial era. So. Right now, we are in the fourth industrial revolution. And so that's the ushering in of all these new technologies we're Mm -hmm. starting to see. But what I believe is a lot of it is like a smokescreen. It's like a facade. Mm -hmm. So the idea of creating um, sort of the branding and narrative around climate change and, uh, you know, Pollution and all that stuff Mm. and blaming us for all that when we're not the guys who made gasoline and we're not the people who put water into plastic petroleum based bottles and put them on the store shelves. They do that, but they're going to convert everyone over to this system because they need to shift us into what is going to collapse. I believe in the end, you're going to see they're going to go, oh, we made a mistake, it collapsed. And then that's the beginning of taking away your cars, not having heat and stuff in your house. As I said, they have to make the world, the natural world, miserable through the technologies they're developing to create the prison planet. Once they have the prison planet, think about it like a real prison complex, and they load everyone into the prison complex or into Auschwitz concentration camp, then they turn off all the lights and they cut off the supply chain and now people are running around eating each other alive and then they say well here's the solution put this chip in your head or put on your vr goggles and go inside the metaverse it's going to be really great so i personally think all of this is by design because they are shutting the whole system down the system we interact with the energy that we get the internet that we get is being shut down all the services all the brick-and-mortar AT&Ts and Verizons that are closing, all the banks that are closing. No, they're shutting it down. This is part of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, is the old world, as Peter Thiel has publicly said. He loved COVID. He said, this is great. We're moving from the old economy to the new economy, which is exactly what Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari and the rest of them say. So all of these guys on perceived sides that have power and influence, I think that's what they're moving us towards. This is shutting us down, and then moving us into the new system so they could make the natural world just crumble and that's going to drive us into the metaverse that's what i think their plan actually is now does aoc and these people know about it no not at all she's just like you were me she's driven by the paycheck that she gets and then she goes out there and plays a part
0: right well i i i still i mean i'm hoping to the fact that something's going to happen and this whole thing is just not going to happen this way because we could. i I refuse to believe that my nieces and nephews are going to live in a world where they're hooked up to a matrix like this. Uh, I just, I can't, I can't go there with it. I have to believe that there's going to be some divine intervention here. I, you know, I go
1: there with, I go there with it because I'm a realist. And the thing is, is that short of, you know, short of, like you said, God intervening. Okay. So short of some kind of massive, you know, uh, climate disaster that happens that knocks all the satellites out of the skies and shuts all their stuff down and blows up all the Google server farms and everything. Um, sure. And that would be how God intervenes, right? Yeah. Which na- nature can knock out their technology. As I've said, short yeah. of that happening or short of people waking up and I'm not advocating that people commit crimes cause I don't want to be responsible if you right. get arrested, but short of people going and blowing up their satellites or right. something like that, uh, I, I don't see any other way. Now, as far as their technology goes, and after I've researched a lot, I think anything that they want to build uh, that's technological, they can 100% build it. I believe anything that they want to do as far as manipulating genetics uh, through uh, tampering with DNA, I believe they 100% can do it. Now, some of the stuff... I, I personally believe they're actually 25 years ahead of what they tell us. I don't believe they're behind it. So I don't think they put out hype. I actually think they only introduce you to... When they're trying to uh, run an adoption campaign and get people to start using something. So they'll develop a technology, say like a Fitbit, inside a DARPA or NASA or the CIA and the government. And then when they're ready to roll it out 20 years later, they'll hand it off to somebody like Elon Musk, who will be like the PR frontman right. who goes and rolls it out in the public and gets the public to start putting on uh, Fitbits. And even on my show, I said, look, beginning solutions – you need to start taking off the Fitbit. You need to start yes. taking off the iWatch. If your kids are addicted to iPads and stuff, I mean, you can't just yank them. You have to slowly wean them off these things. Mm-hmm. I get pushback from people that go, what are you, nuts? How are they going to work in this world? Well, are why are you stuff? listening are they
0: to they me? To school? You know, like, do- that's the other issue. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, schools. I mean, they've adopted. I mean, I, when we went to school back in the day, okay, in the 80s, we, we weren't allowed to have a calculator. We weren't allowed to have use computers and stuff, you know? I mean, computers right. were just coming out back then. Now, I mean, everybody's allowed to do whatever electronic thing that they need to do in order to get, you know, to be taught. It's ridiculous. And so h- how do you suggest people wean their kids off? I mean, I don't know how that's going to be, and how are we going to extricate ourselves? Because I think the best way in my opinion is is, you know, try and get rid of the cell phone, which is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. I can't even do it. I mean I well, I